What is up, People First Leaders? My name is Chris Lin, and I am your advocate and host for the Leading People First podcast, where we are set to transform the workplace. I'm happy you're tuning in and joining me on this journey as we talk about leadership and its effect on the employee experience. Did you know that you can give a People First Leader a shout out here on the podcast? Check out the listen page on our website, leadingpeoplefirst.com, and share some praise that you have for that amazing leader in your life, and I'll be sure to highlight that person in a future episode. Have you ever seen a really awful presentation? I'm sure you'd never have, right? Now contrast that with one that has been beautifully designed. If you're wondering why I'm talking about presentations right now, it's because I got to talk with People First Leader Jack Chan, the founder of Mad Creative Beanstalk. Jack knows the hustle and hard work that goes into building a startup, and in his work, he's helping those startup leaders find their voice and convey their stories, often through presentations. We got to talk about the importance of storytelling, turning your employees into your biggest raving fans, how to get your message through to employees, and the importance of standing in solidarity against racism. And if you're concerned about how to address racism in your workplace or just in your life, let me quickly tell you about this episode's People First partner, Train Extra. Train Extra provides virtual and on-site training programs specifically tailored to your organization's needs on a variety of topics, including civility, sexual harassment prevention, anti-bullying, unconscious bias, and diversity and inclusion. For more information, please visit trainextra.com. That's T-R-A-I-N-X-T-R-A.com. Now let's hear more about storytelling with Jack. Hey, Jack, thanks for coming on the podcast. Happy to be here, Chris. Well, thank you again. Uh, you know, I, I really love all the work that you do, especially what you've been posting on LinkedIn. Um, and so I would love to ask, what does it mean to you to lead people first? Well, um, I really appreciate, you know, what you just said. I mean, uh, because I've only recently started uh, posting on LinkedIn and I'm, you know, been getting a little bit of uh, engagement there. And, um, yeah, I, I'm happy to get it. So, um, yeah, when it comes to leadership, um, I think that uh, I, I'm actually really big on uh, servant leadership. So, you know, to serve as a leader, I think that uh, it's very important. You know, when you put people, you put relationships at the forefront, um, things just fall into place. Um, because, you know, that, that's just really how it works. You know, whether you believe it or not, we, we all sales people, right? We, we sell on a daily basis. Um, and, you know, as, as a leader, I, I, I personally would want to sell myself and uh, what I have to offer to, to my team. I, I need their support. I need them to be with me. And people essentially buy from other people. They, they don't buy from, from businesses or branding or anything like that. It's like people really buy from people. So to have that buy-in, uh, that's what leadership is all about, right? So, so when it comes down to it, I really believe in uh, relationships with people and, and that can only be done through communication. And, you know, communication, that, that is the key. So when it comes down to leading people first, communicate just empathize and communicate right yeah yeah absolutely there's a lot of uh work that has to be done when it comes to building relationships and just like you know our personal relationships in our lives just like our you know romantic relationships that we have with our partners it's really important to communicate right and that that goes especially true in the workplace because we just have to uh, really really focus on what we expect out of each other, how we can build those relationships. I mean, we're probably with, 
you know, I mean, even though a lot of the world still is working from home, mm-hmm. but we are still working just as much as we're at home, right? Uh, yeah, with yeah, our, totally. With our families. Yeah, I, I, I think so because, you know, um, the most part of our lives are spent at the workplace, right? With, with our teams, whether it's, it's our bosses or our employees, it doesn't really matter, but we spend most of our time with these people. So it doesn't really make sense for us not to build a relationship with them and, and not, not just on a working, you know, colleague sort of level, but also a little bit more into a, a deeper level of getting to know them and all. It, it doesn't make sense for to not do it. So, you know. Yeah, that, ab- yeah absolutely. Yeah. And I think, yeah. you, know, so, you know, you've really made an impact on a number of people. A lot of people that I've reached out to to ask about you um, had nothing but amazing, amazing things to say about you. And I'm just going to share what are the, what are the things because oh, it, wow. it does have to, it does have to, <laughs> it does have to, um, it does relate to just the way you build relationships. Jack wears a permanent smile that genuinely mimics interactions with him. He's easygoing and always willing to help. When I was working with him, we started working together on projects, but it soon went beyond projects beyond our work. He became a brainstorming channel for me, and even though our roles were different, I could always message him when I was stuck. I'm so glad to have forged a real friendship and I'm still in touch with him even after he's left the team. So, I mean, again, you, this is something well, where you've, <laughs> you've really <laughs> made an impact on someone and clearly you've uh, brought joy into someone's lives. And so I want to learn more about where, how, how you got to where you are today and maybe talk a little bit more about your current business as well. Oh, all right. Uh, so I'm currently doing presentation design um, as a business. So, uh, you know, I work with uh, businesses and startups. Um, I actually got into design work only a couple of years ago. Uh, and this was with a remote team. So uh, it, it was actually a really interesting experience because, um, you know, this was my first official remote job mm-hmm. um, where ev- everyone is... Uh, it's global. They they they're everywhere. I don't have a single uh, colleague that's in Malaysia where I am right now, uh, and yeah, it it really did teach me uh, a lot of uh, new ways to communicate. So um, and in terms of uh, relationship building, it, it gets a little harder when you're not in, in the same office or in the same location as the person, yeah. and. So, so yeah, it was really quite a new experience for me and um, I managed to learn how to cope with that. Um, and, you know, um, after three years of being with that, that company, I, I decided like, you know, I, I'm ready for the next chapter and that's why I'm uh, doing my own business right now. And uh, at the same time, the, the best part of all is that I can still continue helping people. And um, I, I still work with um you know startups uh, that need to fine tune their their messaging or their design and uh yeah at the end of the day i would want to actually help startups like i i've been asked this uh, a couple of questions bef- uh, a couple of times before like uh what would you actually want to do like what what is your purpose and for me it's like helping people that that is uh it, it just uh, boils down to that 
Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, just the, your mindset of, of continuously helping people. I was just looking at, uh, it's funny you say that because I was just looking at one of the quotes that I, I you know, I don't usually pile on the quotes this early, but <laughs> um, it really just, this one really caught my eye was, you know, this, uh, one of your connections said, he's like Jackie Chan in the movie, Mr. Nice Guy, but without the stunts, he's always ready to help and back you up. I think his heart is bigger than himself. <laughs> oh wow <laughs> that's very nice to hear i mean uh i i don't personally do any stunts but yeah <laughs> it's good well i think the the magic you have in the work that you do it, it speaks for itself and I, I really encourage people to you know go look go go look at jack's work uh but before we you know it sounds like I'm about to sign off, but I'm not. <laughs> um, but I would love to learn, how did you learn to be a leader? How did you learn to have this mindset of being people first, of this servant leadership? Well, um, I actually do a lot of uh, learning from uh, watching others. So, I mean, you know, some, some would actually say that you, you should always learn from the best. But mm-hmm. personally, I, I, I do uh, a little bit of both. Um, meaning that I, I observe uh, good leaders because you know I'm pretty sure everyone's experienced uh, good and bad leaders uh, like you know bad bosses in, in, in their lifetime and I, I've had both and um, yeah I, I learned through observation of them and you know when it, when it comes down to um, you know what how uh, a good leader would treat the team um, I, I employ those strategies as well. And uh, when it comes to uh, how I don't want to be treated, uh, you know, in the past, I've had uh, crappy bosses that are very pushy, that don't take responsibility, that, that um, you know, likes to play the blame game. Um, and and th- those, those sort of um, actions, those sort of attitudes, those sorts of feelings that I've had, uh, personally, you know, being on the, 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 the side that takes all these kind of um, uh, emotions, I don't want to do that to others. So, you know, it, it, it's a lesson. And I, I think that uh, both sides give really good, uh, valuable lessons. You just need to know uh, where to look, right? Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot to learn from both the good and the bad. And that's something that I think a lot of us forget about, um, you know, especially in our actual work, right? If, if, if there's a project that we're working on and it's 100% successful, let's just say the client loves it, it makes a lot of money, um, we don't think about learning lessons. And the same applies for leadership or, or just our people skills. We, we don't always look at the good. We, we tend to look at what's either bad or what is taught, but not necessarily the other way where we, we really focus on, oh, wow, that person's a really great leader. What is it about them that, mm-hmm. uh, that makes them an amazing leader? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I really, I think that it's just because uh, as human beings, we are so used to uh, looking at, oh, if there's a problem, how do we fix it, right? We don't really think about um, celebrating uh, all the small wins and uh, all, all the good things because those things we tend to take for granted because it's expected of us. So, you know, it's always about, oh, we need to fix the problem, we need to fix the problem. And, and we, we tend to look at, all the more negative sides where it's always about fixing and putting out fires yeah. rather than, you know, all, all the better and more positive things in life. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I, I want to go back a little bit to your work. And the, the question I, that, that I have is, what do you do to help 
a client tell their brand story? Oh, all right. So um, I, I think uh, it really does come down to um, my, my love for storytelling. So um, mm-hmm. I, I, I personally, I don't think I'm that great a storyteller <laughs> or a good writer, but I do enjoy reading. And um, for me, I sometimes I like it a little bit more obvious. Sometimes I don't. Um, like uh, so, like for instance, the the business that I, I'm running right now, it's a mad creative pin stock, right? Um, I I came up with that story um, looking at uh, well, for one thing, it's uh, I'm Jack, so uh, <laughs> yeah, and and I I've always thought of uh, business like uh, it's like businesses people tend to think of businesses like uh like a fairy tale like uh they they always expect a, a fairy tale ending where you know i'm finally going out on my own and, and my my wildest dreams are coming true right mm-hmm. but but and and more often not they, they end, end up thinking that when they go into a business i i build it and people will come it's like uh the idea of um, using these magic beans, right? That you yeah. just toss out the window and very next day, there's a magic beans out right there. But yeah. uh, it, that's not really usually the case. And it, it does take a lot of work. So um, for me, uh, that's, that's where my brand story came from, where I'm willing to be with you to grow your beanstalk to the yeah. point where eventually... Uh, I mean, you'll be facing uh, competition and those are going to be your giants and, you know, Jack's here to help you slay giants, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, so, so that, that's the kind of the, the story that I, I like to, to bring, um, you know, people that, that um, talk about brand stories and, um, you know, how, how to visualize the, 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 the path and the storytelling to it. That it's not just about uh, oh I want to look nice or I want to look modern. It, it needs to be a little bit more than that. But, you know when it comes to colors or or the kind of messaging that you want or yeah. the kind of audience that you're talking to, um, it it really does tie to at, at the same time it also does have to tie to the the, the founder the person the business itself. Yeah. Uh, because you know I this. Uh, this bad creative beanstalk could work for me, this Jack, but it might not work for another Jack if that's not their personality, right? So, <laughs> yeah, so, so that, that's how I, I basically try to unpackage the, the whole uh, idea of, um, you know, how brand storytelling is going to be like. Yeah, absolutely. I I love that your story. I've never heard of why you chose Mad Creative Beanstalk. That was one of my questions, um, and I'm glad you answered oh. that for me. <laughs> because I mean, uh, it, it's it, that's a great story and something that you really do do amazing. And and you just did it right now is is your ability to tell these stories. You have you have a great way of being able to tell stories, not just right now but also you know when you post on linkedin when you have various ways uh, of sharing a client's story and you bring this imagery forward right when you were talking about you know uh businesses being their own jack and slaying their own giants i got a very very clear picture in my head because i think everyone knows the story of jack and the beanstalk so it's it's something that is very clear for me and you know it's clear for your clients as well so the next question i had is why is it so important for people first leaders to share stories 
specifically about their employees, but also about the work that they're doing? Well, um, that's actually a really good question. Um, I think that, uh, you know, if you, if you look through LinkedIn right now, uh, you, you notice that people are more um, aware of um, the type of businesses that they want to work with. So transparency, transparency is actually really important right now um, in, in this uh, current climate. People really care uh, whether, you know, you, 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 you are aware of, um, you know, what's happening in the world. Um, they, they want to know how, how you do business. Um, they want to know how you treat your, your employees. Um, and like, it's, it's, if you look, <laughs> you know, sometimes I, it's really odd, but uh, when I feel a little down, um, down and out uh, with the businesses that I've been working with, I, I actually go to Glassdoor and, <laughs> and, and there, there are so many, like you, you can be really surprised that there are so many really, really, really crappy reviews on, on, on businesses that you would never expect. Yeah. Um, like, and when you look at it, man, you, you'll be thinking, how do these people keep their doors open, you know? Right. And, and that's the thing. Everything is on the internet right now. You, you can't, like, like how it used to be in the 90s and uh, maybe even in the, in, right, right before, uh, you know, early 2000s, it's people, people can get away with it. But yeah. right now, everything is on the internet. You, yep. you, can't, you can't mess it up. If, if you're going to be mistreating your, your, your employees, if you're going to be mistreating your team, people are going to find out about it. If, if you're going to mistreat your, your customers, people are going to hear about it. It's just happening every single day. And I, I think it's really important for people to uh, start taking this seriously, you know, um, to, to show not, not just um, for, for the sake of optics, but actual being genuine and treating people like, you know, like human beings because yeah. that, in, in the end, that's what people want, right? You, you want to be treated the way that, uh, you want to treat others how you want to be treated. So it shouldn't be so hard, right? You, you don't want people to mistreat you, so just don't mistreat others. I mean, I, I think it's fair, you know, in terms of um, how, how you, you lead the team, um, you, you, you have empathy, you, you believe in uh, equal pay, you know, things like this, like th- those should be like the fundamentals of running a business. And, and I, I, I don't understand why people don't do that, but yeah. I, I really think that, <laughs> I, I really think that that, sh- that is definitely coming to the forefront right now. And uh, people are realizing like, you know, if, if there's bad behavior, they really need to fix it right now because, you know, there are more and more uh, like coaches coming in and uh, th- that's the reason why you see so many um, you know uh, culture coaches coming in and uh, yeah. people that that can teach you about uh, you know the new way of doing leadership and doing business you know it's all about people <laughs> yeah I, again it's it is all about people it's all about the little interactions that you have the I think you know as you're sharing that and you're talking about Glassdoor most of the time people will not post on Glassdoor if it's one isolated incident, especially if it's not something major, right? If it's a major issue, um, then if it's a major one-time issue, they'll definitely post about it. But usually if it's a 
miscommunication or um, you know a a project that went that went wrong to nobody's fault. You know, people usually won't post that, but it's usually repeated behavior, especially from leadership. So it's really important to take stock in in what you're doing as a leader every day, every minute uh, that you interact with your team. Because like you said, right, people can just instantly share what's going on in on the internet. And it's really important. And I mean, the the internet is so amazing and so important to us as a human society, right? I mean, you and I met on LinkedIn and you've really become a huge fan of the platform. Yeah. And something you've said before <laughs> is that, you know, people on LinkedIn can really build a tribe and have raving fans. So how do companies then make their employees their own raving fans beyond just treating them as people? So um, I, I think a really good example of this uh, are actually a couple of companies that, uh, you know, are going crazy viral on LinkedIn right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, businesses like Gong or like Gravy, that they, they don't only treat their employees, their, their team as people, you know, just people, but Mm-hmm. Um, I I think the the fact that uh, you know uh, people like JC or uh, from Gravy, uh, he's actually empowering his whole team. Um, you know, getting them to to put themselves out there and and to to be you know be leaders. It's like what how how much better can a business be uh, if it's it's a team of leaders? Everyone everyone is a leader. Everyone is willing to to be accountable you know that that i think is really how businesses can really you know bring take it to the next level when when it comes to your social media game yeah absolutely there's a lot that companies can do to invest in their employees and the best Mm -hmm. thing that they can do is really help them grow right? Help them grow professionally, help them become leaders. Because again, if you have, there's nothing wrong with having too many leaders in an organization, I don't think. Because especially ones where I think the caveat there is you have to build this leadership that is also humble and and Mm -hmm. has humility to know when to take the reins and when not to. But there's nothing wrong with having a company full of leaders because all you're going to do is just have this amazing potential growth uh, especially if you focus on the right type of leadership, right? We're not, we're not talking about managers and, and management development. We're really talking about leaders. And, and again, leaders has to do with people. So if you're investing, your employee, or investing in learning and growth in your employees to learn how to deal with people and how to, how to lead others and lead themselves, you're going to mm-hmm. have an amazing growth as, as an organization. Yeah, yeah, that, that's true. I mean, yeah, as you did point out, I I need to point this out as well. Like for a fact that it it comes down to the type of leadership, and uh, that that's what matters the most. Because you know, a lot of people they 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 tend to think that oh, being a leader is easy. It's about telling people what to do, but it's not. So when it comes down to being that, that that's why I I started with uh, saying that I'm a big fan of uh, servant leadership, where where you're willing to put yourself out there to serve. So when it comes to that type of leadership, everyone can be a leader because it comes to the day, it's not, it's not about a power struggle. It's not about um, being in charge, but it's more of um, being accountable and doing the right thing, right? Yeah, absolutely. 
I can't agree more. So, so going back a little bit to your presentations and messaging, right? Messaging is very important, especially in presentations. Mm-hmm. So why mm-hmm. is keeping messages simple so important, especially with things like internal communication based on your experience? Well, um, I think people tend to overthink things uh, a little too much. And um, for, for me personally, I think less is more because um, when you, you are required to, to condense your messaging, you have, you're required to shorten it to maybe a sentence or mm-hmm. maybe three sentences or maybe only a paragraph, you, you, uh, you actually have to think really hard about it. You have to know what you want to say and you want to hit those points um, you know, as accurately as possible because uh, then there is no room for interpretation. And, uh, you know, be- because more than not, if you have too much to say, people are not really listening. Yeah. And, um, and, and that's where miscommunication happens, where you know, you're saying one thing, but you are beating around the bush. Uh, people don't really know what you are trying to get to. And, uh, you know, problems arise so you know the, the the quicker you are at getting to the point the, the better that that's in the end what communication is about um what you're saying and what someone else is uh, listening to and the the, sh- the quicker you get to the end the the, the better yeah uh, and that's something i think that you have a strength in is keeping things short and simple as well as being able to convey the correct message someone uh, again one of your uh, connections shared that Jack helped me translate tough topics to get people emotionally riled up and understand what's happening in our world. The options that he develops helps me find ways to improve how I communicate. Design is an important part of storytelling. And, uh, and so again, I think that that's something that you do incredibly well for just not, you know, just your, the, the people you work with. And the thing that I'm also want to learn more about is employees are bombarded with messages all day, right? We're, we're constantly being told what to do or a certain way of doing things. And, you know, that's just at work. That doesn't even apply to things like advertisements. That doesn't even apply to things like, you know, uh, you know how the, the employee relationships that we have and the team relationships and team dynamics. So how do you get a message through to employees when they're co- again when they're constantly being bombarded by messaging all day. Well, um, that's actually a really good question. Um, when it comes down to it, I, I'm, I think that when I communicate with my team, I don't really like telling them what to do, uh, per se, because um, you know everyone's got their own ideas, and and uh, you know sometimes uh, their ideas might be better than mine. So uh, unless it's something that needs clear instructions, more than not, uh, say I I have a problem that I need solve solving, um, or, or I, I need uh, an idea that needs to be fleshed out a little bit more. Um, what what I would do, I think, uh, would be uh, to get them to discover the solution themselves. So um, mm-hmm. so so basically, I I will leave. Uh, uh, say open-ended questions like like breadcrumbs, right? And and uh, I prefer if they learn through discovery. Um, 
so even if I know the answer to the question, um, like like this, uh, this actually goes back to when I was, uh, I was managing a a marketing team in um, like two businesses ago. It, it was like a an e-commerce uh, startup, uh-huh. um, and and I was actually managing a, a team of, uh, like fresh fresh interns. They they have no experience in marketing whatsoever, and uh, you know I I I coach them quite a bit, and um. That this this was like the first campaign that we've we've ever uh, run for the company. Yeah. Um. I I knew uh, obviously I knew all the answers to the the questions that I I had uh in front of me, but I didn't want to just tell them because I felt like um you know just just um spoon feeding it to them wouldn't really uh be the best way to learn. So. Yeah, uh, it it was more of just a lot of open and questions and like, uh, what would you do about this, uh, and getting them to eventually get to that end point. You know, yeah. Uh, I I think that that is the best way for for a leader to to teach or to coach. Uh, it's it's not just about you know telling them what to do. Yeah, coaching is something that's often overlooked and. I think a lot of organizations, well, maybe not organizations, but just individuals think that coaching is something separate. Uh, mm-hmm. They think that it is a separate, you know, something that happens outside of the workplace. Like an external like, thing, right? Yeah. yeah like yeah. an executive coach or, or a leadership coach. But leaders really, effective leaders actually are really good coaches. There is a, there was a study done that on average, the typical manager only asks about two or three questions every 15 minutes, whereas a coach will ask up to 10 questions every 15 minutes. And again, that's kind of like what you said is you really need to ask questions to have this self-discovery of learning. Very often we can, we either know the answer or we can very quickly or easily come to the answer ourselves. And so having that self-discovery allows our brain to attached to that answer because we've come up with it ourselves being versus being told what to do or what the answer is yeah yeah uh, d- definitely and i i think that um you know uh when it comes to being a leader uh, there's also a point where uh there's a need for delegation and yeah. and i for a sure fact a lot of people especially when they are specialists they they think that oh i know best i can do this in uh, in five minutes, why would I consider giving it to someone else, like maybe uh, an employee or part of like someone that's part of the team that would spend like half a day doing it? Um, and and th- that's the thing that I I realized that leaders, true leaders, they they would actually be willing to put in a little bit more time to to coach their team to to get them uh, up to speed, yeah. so that you know eventually. Uh, these these guys that they are in their team, they they are more accountable to the work that they can do. They can perform much better. But it, it's a it's a long long term investment, and uh, I think that it's it's really worth it uh, if you want to grow a strong team. Because at the end of the day, you you don't want to be the only one that's good at everything, and then um, you know your your team is um, not up to speed or up to par, right? Yeah, absolutely. I would like to talk about diversity, equity, and inclusion. So you shared that you grew up in an Asian Christian household where you were told to turn the other cheek, avoid confrontation, or smile through it. 
So I want to, to talk a little bit about why that's wrong, especially when it comes to societal injustice. Oh, all right. So uh, this is a question of integrity, right? Because, um, yeah, to, to me, I, growing up, I've always thought that uh, it's, it's about just giving in and, and that just, just to be the nice guy, right? Um, and I actually saw a post about this uh, again recently on LinkedIn uh, where, where uh, it says that nice guys finish last. So why do you want to be a nice guy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and th- that's the thing it's to me it's not really about being nice per se but it's because when it comes to to social injustice uh it's it's all about integrity it's about uh how what really matters to you the most is it about being nice to everyone else or I- is it because uh when you're kind and you you want to do good you must do the right thing and uh, when it comes to things like this, you, you just can't stand by because if you do stand by and not do anything about it, you know, you sit on your hands, you just say, oh, what, what can we do about it? Uh, you're part of the problem. And th- that's why it, 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 people like, you know, anybody at or everyone should actually um, do something about it. Mm. I, I mean, you can speak up, you can take action. And it's in all the little small things that you do, that uh, amounts to something big. It, nothing, nothing big happens overnight. You know, like like how success is, like like um, how how building a skill is. A- anything at all in life, it, it doesn't happen overnight. It you know, like growing a beanstalk as well. It doesn't happen overnight. <laughs> it, it, it takes time, and you need to put in the effort. And it's it's in all these small little actions that you take that uh, that and not just just one person because you know if it's only one individual it's gonna take forever but if if as a community as as a tribe as a people we all take these small small steps small changes every day then you know that there's definitely going to be hope there's there's going to be a shift uh that's where you know enough people are making uh noise uh on any platform or uh, any workplace that you can actually see true transformative difference, right? Yeah. Yeah, 100%. There's a lot of work that, that needs to be done. And there's, like you said, it comes down to the integrity of us as individuals and doing the right thing. And that's something that I think a lot of uh, Asian, specifically Asians uh, and maybe Asian Americans might have, Tr- uh, trouble with is being able to stand in solidarity with other people of color and it's really important for us to to stand with them and to support mm-hmm. them and boost mm-hmm. each other up because their you know other injustices of humanity mean that does not mean that is not is not isolated or uh, yeah, is not isolated to a specific race or demographic. Yeah. So when we can stand in solidarity with with others and and help each other li- and lift each other up, that's something we absolutely have to do. Yeah, absolutely. I um, I think that um, especially considering I'm I'm actually from Malaysia, so uh, you know that there, there there's a diverse uh, it, it's a diverse multicultural country. So um, I I do I do understand to a certain extent um, you know 
what what racism is like and um, how people are not uh, diversity is a problem and i i think it it's like a a problem a global problem where it's happening everywhere so there's just no point for us to just say like oh it's not happening to me because it is whether we we want to admit it or not it is happening so why don't we just do something about it right yep yeah 100% so real quick last question i i like to ask is what is the impact you are hoping or wanting to have on this world impact um well uh i think that i really just want to help people and uh, yeah as i said that's the whole point of uh, why saturday's business uh, even though you know on, on on the surface level it's uh, just presentation design uh, but uh, ultimately because i i've been working with uh, startups for for over a decade now yeah. um, my, my first real job was actually in uh, in an office at a startup um, and yeah it, it was pretty fun that, that was actually a really good experience of uh, great leadership um, but yeah i i really want to see these uh, businesses like small businesses small ideas come to life mm-hmm. and i i really hope that uh, you know whatever little part that i have to do with it uh, could could make it make make a, a greater impact um, so you know when you think about startups it, it could be in, in tech it could be in um, agriculture it could be in anything at all and um, see, seeing all these great innovations these great ideas come to life um, it, it's uh, it's very heartwarming for me that I get a chance to like like um, recently I actually worked with um, someone that um, started an idea this one startup that they are helping make uh, consultation like with doctors easier so um you know because more often than not when, when you go to a doctor you you can't really tell them or explain well enough what's wrong with you and uh yeah what, what this start- startup is providing you with the, the solution is like uh more of like a visual guide so you can say like uh i'm feeling this way and and it's a visual representation in the end because um just talking about it sometimes might not be enough uh and you know, I, I think it's pretty cool that I, I get to witness this uh, firsthand and I can um, help them raise some funds uh, in whatever way, even though it's just in presentation design. Well, it's not just presentations. You, again, you, you make such a big impact because you help, you know, small businesses and even leaders hone their message. Uh, and that's really important. I mean, you look at you look at some of the, great presentations of the modern century and mm-hmm. they have a very specific brand that they're trying to convey they have a very specific message and you helping others do that so they can make an impact beyond just what you can do speaks a lot to what you do and i think that that's something that uh, makes you very special and I'll, I'll end on this one last bit of praise from one of your uh, someone you've worked with before and they say, Jack is such a fine and goes above and beyond. He genuinely loves his work and genuinely wants to help and do a good job. He's a real talent and has a fantastic eye for design and user experience. Really grateful to have come across him. His attitude is one of delight and wholeheartedness. Wow. So 
So, <laughs> so again, uh, as, as we fin- wrap up today, where can people connect with you? Well, um, they can actually look me up uh, on, on LinkedIn. I'm, I'm not actually very active on any other platform, uh, maybe you know, aside from Reddit, but I, I, do, I use that for more casual purposes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, when, when it, if it comes to um, uh, help for any design work or maybe even just to chat, then it's definitely uh, LinkedIn. Well, fantastic. Well, Jack, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure talking with you and I really appreciate you coming on. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much. I mean, I, I'm glad that I get to spend time, uh, you know, talking to you, talking about uh, things like this. And um, I really appreciate the opportunity. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Leading People First podcast. Storytelling is an incredibly effective tool as leaders and ensuring our message is getting across as we intend is even more important. So be sure to follow Jack on LinkedIn to hear more of his stories and tips on how to lead people first. I'm glad you're joining me on this journey exploring how leadership affects the employee experience. Make sure you hit subscribe and be sure to share this episode with someone who needs to hear about Jack's work. Keep leading people first and stay awesome.